0: Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law folks. We're here this morning with Stephanie Zappelli and John Lynch of the San Luis Obispo Tribune and we're talking about journalism. And I've been I've been concentrating on some of John's stories before the break and so I, for fair play I've got to talk to to you Stephanie about some of your stories and uh, and some of the challenges that you find you run into. We talked a little bit about your story uh, that was on Thursday about the plane that had an emergency landing at uh, King City, but there were also a whole bunch of stories that I thought were really interesting. There was Sensori in Paso Robles to unveil two new light installations celebrating fourth anniversary. and. Most I don't think a lot of people know what Sensori is, so maybe you should describe it for them.
1: Yeah, it's uh, in Paso Robles. It's a art installation. It's like this field of um, basically light. It's quite beautiful. But how that story came about is um, every reporter at the Tribune has a day of the week where we cover breaking news. So on that day, if um, you know we get a news release such as that one, you know we'll write it up into a, a little story. So that's where stories like that and the, the plain story come from.
0: So this was, this was a, an important story, but it was all uh, something that came to you in a news release. Yeah. Where, where did it come from?
1: It came from a uh, sensorio from the exhibit itself. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and there's photos if you, if you log into uh, sanlouisodispo.com, and we're going to talk about how the paper got that website, by the way. That web address. Um, I uh, I think you're going to really like the photos. But what what also interested me was that the editor of the paper took all the photos.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Joe Tarica. I yeah. think he's been there a few times and has had the chance to take photos. So
0: these were file photos that he yes. from prior years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you must have been on uh, on call for today.
1: Yeah, Wednesday is my breaking news day, so...
0: And it all got published to... Yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, And you you had a big story on the new type of prom. Pride Prom gives LGBTQ students a safe space to celebrate their identity. How did that story come in?
1: Yeah, so um, Pride Prom is being organized by Art and Soul Slow. They're a nonprofit in Slow County. They... Focus on hosting uh, LGBTQ events, related events, or art events, um, and the Gala Pride and Diversity Center and Slow. They work together to organize Pride Prom, and I've interviewed the Art and Slow founder before for a different story, and so she already had my contact info, and she reached out to me and asked if I would cover it. So I did,
0: and it's a long and complex story. Um, I I think people will be interested to read it, uh, no matter what their views are.
1: So. I hope so. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun event and really supportive of these students. Well,
0: good. Um, Now, you've had plenty of important stories about uh, covering Morro Bay, so big stories about uh, controversies over whether to put a roundabout in uh, at uh, Maine and Highway 41. Uh, which is, is a really tough intersection. Um, did, was that one where you attended the meeting and heard all of the arguments and, and were able to interview people before they took off?
1: Yes, um, I got to attend that meeting. It wasn't a city council meeting. It was like a, the public can show up, Public Works uh, gave a presentation on the different project options, and then folks could kind of raise their hand and, and share, um, share their thoughts on it. So I got to attend that.
0: And I promised to tell you how the Tribune got com In the early days of the Internet, there was a uh, fellow who worked at the Tribune who was their IT specialist. And he said, You've got to get this n- name because the city of San Luis is going to, you know, grab it if you don't get it. And uh, so he, he did that for the Tribune. So if you want to go to the San Luis Obispo Tribune, folks, go to com. Um, he's now living in Guadalupe. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, he was there before Knight Ritter took over the paper. Now, you you had some interesting uh, articles, Stephanie, I thought, on the uh, election in Paso Robles. And, in fact, we had uh, both of the candidates on this program uh, to talk to listeners and give them their best pitch for why they should get elected uh, Kenny Enney, great name for politics. Uh, I mean, you can't forget it. And Angela Hollander, a wonderful name, but, you know, it doesn't roll off the tongue as quick as Kenny Enney. Um, so you, you covered that race. Um, well, how, how were you able to cover it?
1: Actually, um, our education reporter, Mackenzie Schumann, did the bulk of coverage of that race. She, I just okay. jumped in when she was, she covers the environment and education. So I mm-hmm. I jumped in when she needed a hand. Um, but I can speak to, I've covered uh, the county races, yes, uh, Board of Supervisors races. Um,
0: As a matter of fact, I brought one of your uh, recent articles about John Pachong uh, running yeah. And uh, you talked about some of the other races in that one. That was on May 5th. At least that's when I saw it.
1: Right. Yes. Um, I mean, election coverage is exciting. Um, we like to, when the League of Women Voters often um, will host debates, so I've attended a few of those, and we'll write about what's said so people can get an idea of the platforms of the different candidates. Um, We On election night, the whole newsroom will get together, uh, order pizza, and wait for the results to roll in um, hour after hour and do live updates. Um, I think what was the most interesting coverage I got to do was on the recount. We had a recount during the primary Uh, for District 4 and then during the general election for District 2. mm -hmm. Um, That was really interesting. I learned a lot about uh, just the election process through that.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Were you able to spend a lot of time in the counting rooms? To observe, or or were you able to only dip in now and then?
1: I would dip in now and then, um, but I would stay around so I could interview the clerk recorder and also the folks who Mm -hmm. requested the recount and was able to kind of get to know both parties. Um, Yeah. Okay. So it's good to be in person, definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. And, um, you know, most, I know that... I believe both of the major political parties have their, uh, county committee meetings open to the public. Are, are, are those things that you are able to attend?
1: Uh, I haven't attended any of okay. the political party Do you do party know meetings. if any of the,
0: uh, other, uh, uh, reporters are doing that at this stage?
1: I don't believe I don't so. so. Okay.
0: it would be worth a look, though. You can always pitch it to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something I wondered about, and, uh, Okay, well, uh, the, the one thing I noticed in your, your reporting on the uh, county race on the 5th, um, you annou- John Pashon had announced that he was running for re-election. Uh, there was no mention of anybody else running in the 1st District, so I don't know if there's anybody in the wings that's uh, a challenger. Um, do, you, do you know if that's coming to pass?
1: We don't know yet. Okay. Um, I did reach out to the Slow County Democratic Party, and they mm-hmm. didn't know of any candidates yet, but they said they wouldn't discourage. Um, but so far, we don't know of anyone running against Pichong.
0: In the 1970s, I was on the County Democratic uh, Committee here at age 19, and we had uh, one representative from Passer Rubles, whose wife was on the County Republican Committee, and he always brought her. Well, there we are. Um, Now, I I also noticed you talked about the 5th District, and uh, you announced that Heather Moreno, the mayor of uh, Tascadero, is running, and so is uh, Susan Funk, who's on the council. Uh, I I noticed there was no mention of a third candidate that I know has filed papers. Um, uh, That's uh, Eric Gorham. Did uh, did, Did you... Do they give you the time to go to the uh, website where you can look at who's filed papers and and, uh, uh, the 501 forms and the 465 forms, 410 forms?
1: I mean, yeah, I guess I need to go and uh, update my reporting. I didn't know that Eric was running. I knew that he had considered throwing his hat in the ring for District 1, but he was pushed out of that district through redistricting. So I guess I'll have to go and check that out and update our article. There you go. See? Yeah.
0: We're, we, we gave you a lead here today.
1: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> always good to have a lead. I always love the feedback process. Yes. He's already
0: been on this program. Uh, oh, really? To tout his race. Okay. Uh, and cool. all the other two have been invited, and uh, one of them has reserved a time, and I expect the other will soon. Well, folks, we've got another break coming up. We've got to do some business. You're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, and we're pleased to have Stephanie Zappelli and John Lynch of the Tribune here. If you'd like to hear from an office holder, lawyer, or activist here at Slow County Public Policy and the Law that you haven't heard before, you can email me at stew. That's spelled S-T-E-W. Dot Jenkins at dimes centralcoast.com